Zane Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures and drink lots of coffee. Hope you're all well. Uh, spring has sprung. There's 8 million robins that have descended uh, on on the on the neighborhood. I mean, it's like, we, I think we've got a massive influx of them. I'm just waiting for the mother robin to um, make her traditional nest on top of the control box for the sprinkler setup here at the house. It's like, well, why don't you do something to stop that from happening? I, like, ah, I like it. It's become a tradition. She, she'll make the one and then the little guys will hatch little guys, little girls will hatch. They'll take off. And then, uh, uh, I'll knock it off and then she'll build another one. So I usually don't turn my sprinklers on till like August. Welcome to you all. Um, my gosh, I've got a, a, a ton to get to, and I want to get right after the uh, March Madness tournament. I mean, every year you hear the same thing. Oh, my gosh, the upsets. This is incredible. But I think this year is the most incredible. The most incredible. Hard to argue. Uh, first off, Michigan State, uh, you know, they, they got knocked out and there was that little dude from Kansas State. I think it says he's like five foot eight, but I think that uh, Marquise Noel is actually like four foot eight. And the that guy's ability, I was like so uh, impressed with him and I did not suspect that Kansas state would lose to Florida Atlantic, but they did in Florida Atlantic of all. I'm th- what they're in the final four. Let's, um, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you right now off the top of my head. Who's in it. Uh, Yukon, Florida Atlantic, San Diego state. And, uh, let's see. I, I forget the last one. Miami, wait, Miami, UConn, San Diego State, and Florida Atlantic are in the final four. A five seed will take on a nine seed to play, you know, to get into the final game. And then uh, then that's, that's San Diego State against Florida Atlantic uh, against, and then Miami and UConn are playing. Miami hasn't been to a final four in like 20 years. Florida Atlantic had never won a tournament game leading up to this year. And then they just go crazy. And uh, here they are. Now, what this has done for the brackets is is crazy indeed. And and I, I wanted to share this with you because our bracket that we put out there. Uh, if you look at this, um, this is our bracket. Now you can see at the top here, I'm only, I'm only showing you uh, second to the end. Okay. Uh, I'm not showing you who's in first. All of these people picked a team that is no longer in it, including myself. 
this person has UConn. This person has UConn. And then that's it. Everyone else picked teams that are no longer in the tournament. With the exception of another person. So there's two teams that, uh, two people that have UConn picked, whoever they are. And then look at this Matthew Russell. This dude picked San Diego State to win the whole thing. So he's already won. In fact, um, of, uh, of the four teams remaining, he has two of them in the finals. I think he has San Diego State beating UConn in the finals, and that might actually happen. Absolutely incredible. Percentage of people who picked San Diego State. That doesn't even have it. No one knows. Probably this is the only guy who did it. San Diego State probably didn't even pick San Diego State. Uh, Nick says, I went from three out of four, still in it, right to zero. Tyler says, I'd like to congratulate myself on beating Eric Zane in the bracket challenge after I was towards the bottom of the pack early on. Is that right? Well, I'm down uh, 19, the Eric Zane. There I am. And uh, yeah, there you are. I'd like, yeah, you, you sure did. So the finals are set. The uh, final four is set for next weekend. Should be awesome. It seems like every year this tournament outdoes itself. When was the last time this tournament came and went? And you're like, oh, man, that really stunk. It's like really great. My God. The upsets, the performances. I'm actually even getting into the women's. I'm totally not kidding. Uh, There's this player for Iowa named uh, Caitlin Clark. She had like uh, 40 points last night, uh, 11 rebounds and 10 assists. She had a 40-point triple-double in beating Louisville. And Louisville has this tough-ass chick, uh, a long pigtail chick, who will just beat your face in. That's all I know. I know that these are the only people I know in women's college basketball. Caitlin Clark. Uh, pigtail chick and uh chick from Memphis who uh, uh, puck, uh punched bowling green chick in the face. More on that. Gotten a lot of people point out that yesterday was Darren McCarty Day. That's true. March 26, 1997. Maureen makes a point about Marquise Noel from Kansas State. Noel looks like he's 40 years old. I'm glad they got beat. Uh, I I didn't have a rooting interest in the game. You're just butthurt because Kansas State beat Michigan State. But anyway, you are right about Noel. In fact, he's got like a patch of gray hair. And he'd be at the foul line. He, he Not only does he look like a 40-year-old dude, he looks like kind of like a beat-up 40-year-old dude. And he's at the foul line. And then his dad... They would cut to his dad, and his dad's in the stands, and his dad looks younger than he does. 
How does that even happen? A lot of great stories, including the one about the girls, the one girl punching the other girl in the, um, those women are tough. In fact, I saw a video for a breakdown from John boy media of Louisville pigtail, uh, Louisville pigtail girl going through a, uh, uh, handshake line and some girl from the, uh, uh, the other team, you know, it's supposed to be, Hey, good game. You know, you're supposed to leave it on the court. But these women don't leave it on the court. Uh, that's where the most fun is, okay? I wonder if I can get this video. John Boy, Louisville, handshake line. Yeah, I want to share this with you. Because uh, John Boy Media, J O M Boy Media, does a fantastic job on their videos. Their uh, lip reading is second to none. It's like my favorite part about it. So I want to share this with you. I think I think you'll like this video. This is this is what I'm talking about with the, the trash talk with the chicks in the handshake line. They're tougher than the dudes. Line after a tournament game, let me introduce you to all the main characters of the video before I get into it. We got Haley Van Lith. She played all 40 minutes of the game. That's Louisville Pigtail Girl, Haley Van Lith. She went 9 for 15 from the field, 3 assists, 2 steals, 21 points, had a good game, crushes tournament games. This is her brother, Tanner. He's clapping. This is her dad. Woo! Woo! This is her coach. Hell yes! Fuck yeah! Clapping, clapping, clapping. This is her adversary, Sonia Morris on Texas. And in this game, she uh, she got she finished the game with two points, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks in 11 minutes. She bumps into her here, and Van Lith's going to give her a look like, uh, uh, okay. And then Louisville wins really easily by a lot. So they go to the handshake line. Coach has a great game. Hey, hey, good job. Play well. Good job. Great game. Great game. And then Van Lith's going to come, and the first one up is Morris, and Morris is going to stop her and be like, I got something to say to you. It was an honor to play against you. Can't wait to face you next year. Good luck the rest of the way. No, no, no. What she says is, call me a pussy again. I'm about to beat your ass. Oh, I bet. It's <laughs> fantastic. I fucking bet, Pop. Now, I'm not positive that's what she says at the very end, but it really looks like that. Also, my buddy Joe's is saying pop all the time now. I don't know if it's just a him thing or everyone's saying pop, but it does look like to me, I fucking bet pop, but could be something else. Anyway, what you missed in the background is her teammates staring daggers. Like, Look what's it. going on? <laughs> what is this? Are we going to step in? So when Morris turns, she's got people waiting for her. Like, what was that about? What are you talking about? So good teammates just helping out. A lot of people thought she was saying honorable mention, which is bringing up something in the past, but she's not saying that. And then other people thought she was saying, call me bitch again. But I really think it looks like call me a pussy again. I'm about to beat your ass. Oh, I bet. 
And then they go on their way. You know, she goes into the teammates who are standing up for her. Haley's going to continue the high fives. Bad high five there. Sloppy all around. Kind of went too slingshotty on it. Finishes strong. Stays with it. Goes down the whole line. Then she sees her coach who's running. She says, whoa, coach, coach, coach. And, and where's he going? Oh, no. He's just celebrating. He's uh, he's oblivious to what's going on. Kind of sitcom dad vibes from the coach. Like, you think he's running to break up the fight. No. Has no idea what's going on. He's just happy and smiling. And then her brother in the crowd you got your ass kicked and her dad tanner <laughs> amassed 15,269 rushing yards and oh, 109 God. total touchdowns in his stellar 10-year career the Thank sixth you. time what about barry sanders uh, so i'll actually watch i'll watch when it comes to the chicks I love that. I wanted to see more uh, of Van Lith play because she's just a badass. But she's out because they lose to Iowa last night. You're like, everything. I cannot believe you're talking about women's college basketball. No, it's good. It's good. Maureen says, where's the punch? Rest easy. Rest easy, young lady. We'll get to it later. I've got I've got more things to talk about. In the punch, the, uh, I, you know, here we are in a day and an age when there's cameras everywhere. And I, I could walk outside and, and uh, you know, every second of my uh, motion is recorded and I can't get a decent angle of this punch in the handshake line. You know, it kind of makes sense, though, to get into that punch now. So I think I will. Uh, kind of weird, though. The, um, the video... It's from far away, and so it's it's just a bummer. You just you just can't get as good of an of a shot at, that you want here. But uh, Bowling Green beat Memphis, and okay. Begin what happened here at the end. Uh, this it's grainy. It's going to clear up. This chick in the front is going to punch this chick. It's coming up. Okay, she stops and she's talking to this girl who's taller than her. Let me make sure I got this video. I don't trust myself. All right, I got it. Melissa Brett had something to say there with Jamira Shoots, and Shoots was the one who stopped to say something. Right there. A, a solid right jab. Shoots. Punches that chick right in the face. And now it's not cooperating with me. Of course. Ah, for God's sake. Well, I don't know. I sure hope that I still have the internet. Anyway, Jamira Shoots is her name. And uh, Alyssa Brett is the uh, is the opponent. Maybe I got it now. Hang on. It still, it still sucks. Yeah, for God's sake. They're walking through the uh, handshake line and then shoots, punches her right in the face. What happened here at the end? Going through the line. Melissa Brett had something to say there with Jamira Shoots. Stopped to say something there and then shoots, hit Brett in the face.
Okay, so that's ugly. But let's be honest here. Now I'm interested. You really want to heat up the, turn up the heat on anything. Just have a punch be thrown. As Maureen says, I don't like watching women's sports. There, I said it. Why not? What's wrong with you? And you're a lady. NW980 says, shoots, she scores. I love all women's sports that, you know, the athletes are actually have the uh, ability to play like, like those women in college basketball. Now, I see that I'm uh, raising the ire of Amanda, who has spent significant time on this show uh, promoting her daughter's uh, stupid hockey team. Now, that hockey team may be the only thing close to that. The only reason why that hockey team uh, she's raising a stink is because I'm saying, oh, yeah, women's sports are great. Yes, they are. But your daughter's hockey team, that's not sports because they don't even know how to skate. They couldn't spell the word puck. It's horrible. It is It is not good. It's, it's beer league uh, lesbian hockey. That's all that that is. Okay, if I went and got four paraplegics in the area and took the ice with five and put them on uh, on skates and rolled them onto the ice with me, we would be able to beat Amanda's daughter's hockey team. Amanda says, you said women's sports. Yeah, but sports means that it's enjoyable, that it, it's competitive. Your uh, beer league daughter hockey team is not. It's the worst. And you know it. The women's college basketball is actually entertaining. And the only people who uh, uh, think that women's uh, sports suck are people who won't take the time to actually watch a game. Come on now. You got to love a sport where in the handshake line, all of that drama can happen. You got one chick uh, who's trying to punch uh, uh, pigtails in the face, Haley Van Lith. You got uh, shoots actually punches the one chick right in the face, Alyssa Brett. And what's interesting about this is... uh, Shoots got arrested. Now, I completely disagree with that. She was charged with assault Friday for punching uh, Alyssa Brett from that incident. Memphis called the incident extremely unfortunate. Bowling Green said violence is never acceptable. I disagree. So now you've got this woman gets charged, Jamira shoots, and in my opinion, 
She's absolutely fantastic. They both are. To eat that punch, to throw that punch, that's how you build women's sports. You have a great game, and then in the handshake line, chick punches the other chick in the face. Now I'm interested. Now you've got a storyline. I'm all about it. Now, if your Jamira shoots, you get arrested. You're charged with assault. At some point, you have to, in order to get you out of this, you need to throw, uh, you need to play the race card. You got, well, you know, I mean, of course I was arrested. I'm black or something like that. You got to, you got to go hardcore on this to get yourself uh, 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 secured. Get like, uh, you know, Ben Crump to defend you and go out there and kick some ass. Tyler says at some point, Jamira shoots has to drop. She called me the N word, or you can just make it up. I mean, whether it happened or not, doesn't matter. You play that card. You're going to win. Absolutely incredible. All right. O'Neill and Daisy had another bacon party at the Eric Zane Show podcast household last night. This is the second time this has happened, and both times it's been Diana's fault. She goes to Costco and buys this gigantic bag of uh, uh, bacon that you put on like a salad, you know? And what she does, Diana will buy it, and then she'll like, uh, won't put it away. Like where it's supposed to go. If it's unopened, you can put it on a shelf. If it's if it's open, you put it in the fridge. Uh, it's in neither of those spots. It's uh, it's it's on the edge of the counter, well within striking distance of our pal O'Neill. So you know, uh, you can just picture Diana gets home from the store and sets it on that counter, and O'Neill's like, mm, I see that, and he just waits. He bides his time. Hours pass. We go to bed. He's like, yes, yes, bacon, bacon, a dog and bacon. Are you kidding me? Oh, I wake up and, um, there, the empty package is in the middle of the living room and that little, uh, thing that they put in there to keep the bacon fresh, the little preserver or whatever it is, it's there. And O'Neill's like, and Daisy, she's been pigging out too. So basically O'Neill went, bit it up, knocked it off the counter and put it in his mouth, walked into the living room, ripped the fucking thing open. And then these two had a bacon party and there's little like bits of bacon still on the carpet. And he's still cleaning up the job. When I wake up, come downstairs and, uh, the other dog's like, Oh my God, man, you had a bacon party. This is incredible. High paw. And, uh, you know, they, they kind of like, uh, cleaning up the little bits and pieces they didn't even want to eat. Daisy didn't even. She's like, ah, I don't, I don't need my food. I, I am totally fine with this. And so, you know, I go upstairs. I go, hey, uh, remember that? Uh, didn't you? You know, you just went to Costco, and bought that bacon. She whips around. She goes, yes. I go, yeah. You, you didn't put it away again. And O'Neill helped himself. She, <laughs> she comes in here. And, um, O'Neill, I don't want to do it because it's going to make him 
think he's in trouble. But uh, I was reading a story that um, they they monitored dogs' brains, and um, they understand tone and actual words. Like, um, like if I say the usual words that trigger him, like T R E A T, or uh, go for a W A L K, or N O, he will react. And this, what I was reading was that. They wired uh, the the uh, the brain activity like uh, leads on the dog's head, and then the owners would say the word the way they say them, and the uh, certain portions of the brain would light up, and you could monitor it. Okay, and then um, they said the same words with a uh, a what like a, a computer voice, and with no no inflection and it was not their owners but said the actual words and same thing so what they've determined is that dogs not only understand tone they actually understand words and their meaning um and then they would spell the words and it did nothing they don't they cannot spell but they do understand words so uh and oh said a certain way is oh my god you just shame the shit out of him she comes in here and he's like oh having a good time and then she comes in and says it and the ears go down and he's like oh oh no and i'm sure he's not sure what he did at this point you know i think dogs i mean o'neill only has one brain cell to begin with you know and uh so he's he doesn't know what he and I go ah don't do that to him he it, I don't want him it's it, it's your fault it is your fault you left it out he's a dog that's the way it goes all right uh, Sam the Jew says that he saw my daughter yesterday admire yeah it, it, let's not take it easy there. Hope you didn't do anything weird. I know you still like to associate with the scumbags across the street on uh, Zaniacs United or whatever the fuck it's called. So don't get any don't get any ideas, Sam. All right. For those of you that are enjoying the show on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm gonna cut you loose. Stand by. Uh, if you want the full show, go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. Whoops. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live and, uh, and, and get after it that way. I think this microphone's about to die on me again. Um, so there you go. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. Thank you so much. Download the audio podcast, wherever you download shows, just search Eric Zane show on your favorite podcasting platform. Send me an email when you want to chat. Eric at ericzaneshow.com on the Shoreliner Striping inbox. And that's it. Thank you. Facebook, Twitch. Brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And follow me on YouTube as well. 
hilarity over the weekend at Bosco's Pub. Saturday, I walk in there preparing for the meal service, which, by the way, was fantastic. There is a um, there is a real uh, vibe when you're working during a dinner rush. You kind of have to be thinking two steps ahead. I'm learning. And um, I'm starting to get it down. And Doug and Dougie are, uh, are, are getting to a point where they're starting to trust me. And it, it feels good. It feels damn good. We turned out a bunch of food. But I walk in there and uh, Big Doug, dad, is pissed off. Turns out one of the employee, one of the uh, servers uh, called out. She dropped the old death in the family. Now, everyone there knows that's bullshit. Didn't happen. She's a college kid. She wants to go out and get drunk. Saturday night. Either that or I think the ex... uh, uh, I'm, I'm not even sure what actually happened or if she's hung over or what, but death in the family. That comes up. So I'm there. Doug's uh, making bacon on the grill and Dougie, Doug, Doug's son, is uh, you know doing various things. And uh, there's also a ser- one of the servers is there getting things prepared for when customers start coming in. And uh, I go... You know, and I haven't really said a lot of jokes when I'm there. I'm still in the getting to know you phase, so I don't want to. I don't want to reveal my my true self too quickly, because when I do, bad things usually happen. But I decided I want to. I wanted to put up a shot on a joke and say it. And uh, something bad did happen. So this is my first blasted out into the restaurant joke. The only people that can hear it are Doug, Dougie, and the server. And uh, I knew the joke was decent, but not overly hilarious. And I said it at first. First, I said it to just Dougie. And he laughed his ass off. It was just him and I. Now I'm going to shoot it out later on, like half an hour later, to the whole restaurant, which is empty, like I said, but Doug's going to hear it. I go, Doug, I was just telling Dougie, you know, when these fuckers call in sick and say that there's a death in the family, you know, you're guilty until proven innocent. You're a liar, you're a liar until it's proven that you're telling, uh, telling the truth. This is not a court of law. This is a restaurant. I said, I demand, you should demand these people go up to the casket and get a selfie with the dead person and send it to you to prove that they're actually at a funeral. I don't care. Take a picture of dead grandma and send it in. And I, and now he's five feet away from me and I, I, my back, our backs are to each other and I hear nothing. And I'm like, what the fuck? I know that joke ain't uh, 
the greatest thing, but I, I, I'm expecting at least a, oh yeah, oh <laughs> yeah, oh shut up or whatever. I turn around and I look at him and he's laughing so hard, he's not making noise. And he's a big dude, you know, and I can see his shoulders moving up and down and, and I kind of look over at him and there's, there's tears coming out of his eyes. And I'm like, well, it's not that funny. What the fuck? So I look over and, and Dougie, this kid is roaming around and he's like burning his lip. Like, and he's, you know, has this grin on his face and he's trying not to laugh. I'm like, the fuck is going on here? What is happening? What? And they're they're being very quiet, but Doug is just fucking busting at the seams. He puts down the spatula and he wanders further away so that he's not seen or heard by anyone. And he goes, Come here. Come here. And so I come over there and I go, What? And I guess the server who was right in front of me when I said that last week, her grandma actually did die and she called in. Uh, and said, yeah, I can't come to work because my grandma's dead. And here I, <laughs> and so she, that was her excuse last week, but it actually did happen. So this just caught Doug off guard. I was like, oh fuck. Of course. The first time I fire off a joke, the first time I really let one fly and, and it, it fucks everything. It goes from, oh yeah, just a, you know, a moderate joke to, incredibly awkward this is poor chick i'm like waiting to see her if she's rattled or crying or anything and it seemed to not affect her and i'm like well maybe she didn't hear it and doug goes oh jesus no you they heard it in the next county are you kidding me everybody heard it don't don't act like they, they like she didn't hear it you idiot unbelievable so that was uh incredibly awkward Kyle says are you working at Bosco's tonight yes I will be there tonight and then that's it for like a week because um, I am just jammed for the rest of the week tomorrow the show is going to start late uh, tomorrow and for the next okay so Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. The next seven shows of the free podcast uh, and the Patreon will be late. They will be starting late. I think I'll, I'll be starting right at 10. Uh, Tuesday through next Wednesday of the Eric Zane Show podcast because I'm doing radio work at uh, Wood Radio and um, doing the big sports casts, filling in on wood radio Ugh. all right but i will be at bosco's tonight love going over there and i get to and i get free food at the end of the night i gotta watch that i can feel myself uh, uh getting fat as shit again all right final updates on the mattress you know, there was that uh, Netflix documentary, The Staircase. This is uh, the Netflix documentary, The Mattress. I um, I do not believe the guy that sold it to me when he said, yeah, there's just a little bit of juice on it. 
I Stu says, Zane, that's blood. Someone was murdered on that mattress. Uh, definitely not. No one is going to sleep on the mattress. It is getting pitched. I wish I would have just uh, walked in there and then... I mean, I wanted the uh, the guy, the drug addict that sold it to me to get a bump. So I should have just left the mattress there and taken the box spring and the frame. But I took it all for some reason. It's still in the garage. It's going to stay there and then I'm going to throw it out. I'll probably burn it. I'll take it up north and burn the damn thing. Chris liked my high paw joke when the dogs were eating bacon. Thank you. Who was it? Someone um, sent me just a hilarious. Some of you are just when you, the way you write cracks me up. What was that? I don't remember. Someone described it as a jizz-soaked, blood-stained mattress. Maureen says, I saw so many mattresses at the curb in Flint yesterday. I think I thought of you every time. Yeah, those are probably better than the one that I had. Stu McAllister said, there's a major bed bugs problem in this, uh, in our neck of the woods here. Don't bring that in your house. Watched a documentary over the weekend. Waco, American Apocalypse, April 19th, 1993 is when the uh, compound went up in flames, 51 day standoff. Let's get into the trailer and then I'll give you my thoughts. Here you go. Audio check, video check. It was a bunch of people that you could tell really loved each other. It was a very caring environment. That chick in the yellow, she's a psychopath. At some point in this, she says, yes, David was having sex with 12-year-olds. But in our group, 12 years old is an adult. She actually said that in the documentary, that crazy bitch. What about these people here? They think I'm the son of God. They believed that the end of the world is coming soon and that they were going to be in a battle with the federal government. They were amassing enough armaments to outfit a small army. The ultimate- By the way, this is was uh, since the Civil War. This was the um, biggest battle on U.S. So- on U.S. soil since the Civil War. That's what I was uh, informed of. But gold was to arrest David Koresh and to seize all of the illegal weapons. That's the actual footage. The media, this is a big damn story. Very ugly situation, almost a warlike zone going on there. Get that camera out of here! David made such statements as, we are ready for war. Okay, y'all been preparing eight months for this. How long do you think we've been preparing? 
I don't think there's any question she's coming out. She's coming, coming out. out. As a negotiator, our goal was always saving as many lives as you can. We have moved in. We've taken that turf, and we're not leaving. We got children in there. Let's work on getting these kids out. They came and attacked us. It definitely was not us that shot first. You could have dropped a bomb on us, and we would not have come out. We'll see one of the holes here. David knew he was dying. If he died, game over. They believed that David Koresh was the key to their eternal salvation. A lot of people have told me that he was trying to groom me. There's no doubt that David Koresh had sex with young kids. The whole time we were having sex, it was a Bible study. That's insane. She... That chick, um, that's the crazy one I was telling you. She she described the day that, because Koresh would finish a, like a lesson and he would be like, all right, time to go to bed. <clears throat> Which one of you, I pick you. She loved it. She was all about it. She loved having sex with David Koresh. She's completely brainwashed. Insanity. I pull the trigger, leader's dead. The kids are safe. They all come out. It's over. That dude's a uh, uh, military sniper. He's the only one that I really liked. Do you put your trust in the Lord? I am the Lord. All right. So this this psycho um, thinks that he's the second coming. The way this unfolded, Uh, Amy says, I haven't seen it yet, but some of his followers still believe in him. Oh, yeah, that chick in the yellow there. She is, yeah. And then that fat dude you saw, 100%. Uh, That group had been around the Davidians prior to him. And uh, he he took that that cult over in uh, in like a power struggle. And then the feds got tipped off that he was amassing all sorts of weapons. That was the reason for them to bang on the door and say, Hey, we got a warrant for your arrest. They, um, went ahead and got, uh, like uh, semi-automatic weaponry and, uh, modified them to be machine guns. And they knew that they had the, the compound had over 1 million rounds of ammunition in it. And, uh, they had an arsenal of, uh, hand grenades. So when the siege actually started, they start throwing hand grenades out of the window and you've got all of these um, ATF agents, FBI and ATF that serve the warrant. And um, when that happened, that's when the firefight took place. It was like a two, three hour firefight in which four FBI ATF agents were killed and the feds got their asses kicked. Um, And they described to you why it was a problem and how, um, I'm not going to give away everything, uh, how the, uh, Davidians got tipped off. It's fucking unbelievable how this all started, but they even had, cause the military shows up then and they have Bradley fighting vehicles and then they realize that they're n- not safe inside of the Bradley fighting vehicle because Koresh has uh, Barrett sniper rifles, which are 50 caliber and will go through a Bradley fighting V, ve- uh, Bradley fighting vehicle, like, like fucking cardboard. So they're like, holy shit. So they had to get M one Abrams tanks 
and uh, to actually have outside of this facility. It's 51 days this went on. At one point, they took a tank, and they've uh, the Davidians have, uh, like, uh, Koresh has a bunch of cars that he loves, like muscle cars in the front. <laughs> Guy in the tank goes, fuck you, and just you see him driving over all this, these fucking hot rods. It's incredible. Um, what was I going to say? Oh shit. Was the part I was going to, Oh, and then, um, a lot of people forget that, um, April 19th is always a, a, a weird day in history. Um, I think that's Hitler's birthday too. April 19th is the day that, uh, the siege ended and, um, watching it all go down actually seen there and you see images of him standing there watching it is a guy by the name of Timothy McVeigh Timothy McVeigh two years before Oklahoma City is at the Waco siege watching it Uh, Amy says April 19 is when Columbine happened too. I think that might've been April 20, but it was all around the same date. They always, they always, it's at or around that these bad things happen because these wackos, um, it it all blends together, uh, for them. Um, so two years later, Tim McVeigh in a response to Waco blows up the federal building. My God. Is Hitler's birthday April 20 or April 19? I forget. Hitler's birthday. Yeah, you're right. April 20. But I'm telling you, man, um, it, um, it, it does a good job of explaining it, but I could have gotten more information about what happened um, to the Branch Davidians that they interview in the actual uh, episode, and it's only a three three uh, episodes, about fifty minutes per. So you got a uh, you got a fun uh, a quick amount of t- fun. You got a quick amount of time. It's a quick watch, but it's pretty damn great. But I'm not fucking with you, man. Right around April 19, April 20, April 21, watch out. Tyler says my birthday's 421. There's always some weird shit happening around my birthday that the country is bummed out about. LOL. My, Jackie too. April 19 is my daughter, Jackie. All right. I uh, got a couple of uh, nice people who signed up for Patreon over the weekend. I appreciate that. Uh, it is Tyler. I've seen, I've seen Tyler on there before and uh, James. Thank you for signing up for listener-supported ad-free Patreon. Do the free podcast. Enjoy it. And hopefully you want to sign up for the Patreon to get more podcasting. Once this show is done, I do the second show each and every day. We've got the Lost Zane recordings, which I promise I won't forget to post today. The Insane Asylum, my two-hour music-driven radio show. Uh, Also, Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer Trivia, the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. And who are these Zanes? Which we had a hell of a time on the most recent episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. The open and live stream of this show 
is brought to you by A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. 616-516-8579 for A&E Heating and Cooling. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. When you need a mortgage, reach out to them, 231-332-6505. No matter where you are in the U.S., with the exception of Alaska, Hawaii, Maine, and South Carolina. 231-332-6505. Getting close to the tax deadline, April 18th. Reach out to TAG Accounting and Tax Services to get your taxes done. No matter where you are in the U.S., 616 301 9516-616-301-9516. All right. Your old pal Eric Zane has to go tinkle. Stay right there. Is this a new podcast? Where is Zane? I'm here. Shut up. For crying out loud. Oh my God. We had a uh uh family uh we you know every Sunday's family dinner day. And uh, the idea is get everybody together. And for some reason, I we couldn't get Jim Aubrey and the grandkids. And I was like, oh, come on. But uh, it was still Eric, Diana, Jackie, Justin, Maddie, and Ash. The idea is go to Jackie's place and cook. So I had to prep the food prior. Now... I need to introduce you to my latest favorite recipe. I'm not a big salmon guy, but I am of this recipe. And I'll share it in the show notes of this podcast. The Eric Zane Slaughter the Turks Tuscan Salmon. Okay, so the best way to do this is to go to Costco and buy one of those big ass, the blister pack pieces of uh, salmon. Yeah, and it's... it's uh, Usually about good for five, four-ounce servings. All right. Cut that up in like uh, four-ounce servings. Just weigh it or just eyeball it. doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be perfect. And then you have those. Now, you uh, in the pan, you get the pan super hot. You're going to sear this meat. And, uh, you know, you sprinkle uh, kosher salt on the, on, the, uh, on the meat with some pepper. And then you put it down on the pan for uh, three minutes. Not not the meat side, the skin side. And then and there's olive oil in there. And then you flip that fucker over for about another minute. Usually the skin sticks to the pan, doesn't matter. Pull it all off. Keep it warm. Now you got to make the sauce. Uh, okay, you got to saute the uh garlic so oil butter garlic heat heat hot hot uh then you're gonna add tomatoes cherry tomatoes half of them are cut in half you put the whole tomatoes in the half one's cut in half cherry tomatoes inside of the uh, pan and then when they start to split it's time to add the cream you add uh, a cup of heavy cream you add cayenne pepper basil dry basil and fresh basil and then uh, about four ounces of spinach 
which is going to, it's going to be like fucking, oh my God, there's a big salad in the pan. No, it's going to wilt. You know how it does? It just gets wilty, wilty. Boom, you're stirring, stirring, stirring. And then, um, let's see, what else do you add into that? I think I got everything. Really flavorful, creamy sauce. You put the salmon back in it, heat it through, and that's it. You serve it. And, oh my God, it's uh, when you, you can just imagine it's that sauce that makes it. So you got like, you put it on the plate risotto. You make some risotto. And don't, and make sure you read the directions on risotto. Risotto is easy if you just follow the directions. All this is simple if you just follow the directions. So you put the risotto on there and then you put like the sauce, the fish on there. And then the sauce, both on the risotto and the fish, you uh, make some asparagus, put that with it too. And then you got taste explosion. Oh my God. You must try this. Easy slaughter the Turks, Tuscan salmon. So I put a quarter teaspoon of cayenne power, uh, powder in there, red, red pepper. And it adds just enough heat, just enough. I mean, any more, it would be too much, you know? But pulled it off, was good. Everyone's happy. Uh, how about the slaughter the Turks non-murder pasty? No, I still need to make my pasties. You're right. Because uh, though that is poverty food, I can absolutely make a good pasty. Aram says, I think Ben said the audio during Who Are These Zanes is the worst 30 minutes of audio he hears all week. I think in a good way, though. Kevin Kuyper says, salmon belongs in the trash the moment you buy it. Are you crazy? All right. I'll link that up and you can enjoy that. All right. We talked Jamira shoots. She's in trouble, but we haven't talked um, about this teacher. And this is um, another example of overreaching by Parents, administrators, uh, this is just screwed up. The religious right. This is the uh, statue Michelangelo's David. It's a masterpiece. It's, uh, you know, the nude dude. You've all seen this before. Which, by the way, you can really get a close up of the of his crank here. I mean that is a that's a strange looking one. It's something's odd about the tip of that thing. I'm uncomfortable just looking at that. Well, anyway, some 6th grade teacher in Florida um showed that to the class. Now, I don't care. Uh, Sam says that is an uncircumcised turtleneck uncut penis. Um, the principal of the school, all of a sudden sh- the phone starts ringing. And uh, she's like, what? Okay. 
Yeah, the parents are pissed off because they they got they get complaints that it's pornography. Michelangelo's David, that penis is quite small. The ball sack is is substantial. But the the penis is kind of stupid looking, frankly. We'll go back to that here. He puts this thing together and it it's that's like a that's like a one of those micro penises. The balls are absolutely gigantic though. It's really fantastic how he was able to um you know make this as perfect of a sculpture as this is. This is really fantastic. It's a piece of marble or whatever. And he's able to pull that off. That is incredible. At a time when, you know, he didn't have the tools that we have at our disposal now. Absolutely perfect. There's about a million directions you could go in this with this. If you're uh, using this as a, as a teaching tool when it comes to art. And just the, uh, if you're, if you, if you show that though, to like a, a bunch of sixth graders though, I mean, I don't know. I'm just going to tell you if I'm in sixth grade and I see that I'm going to laugh my balls off. Well, this school in Florida, it is a, uh, uh, all the parents called and were pissed off and the school principal resigned, had to resign because of this. Uh, the parents said it's porno. So basically, a man standing there, one of the most well-known works of art in the history of the world, is porno. The principal, Hope Karaskila, offered her resignation to the Tallahassee Classical School Board after parents alleged the images of one of the most famous and celebrated statues in the world were porno and unsuitable for the school. You see, this is what happens when these right-wing scumbags take over. It saddens me that my time here had to end this way, Karaskila told the Tallahassee Democrat. School board chair Barney Bishop told CBS News Saturday morning that Karaskila was asked to resign over, quote, a number of other issues, and the latest incident was the culmination. Well, this is not an incident. Hell, in sixth grade, you know what these kids are looking at with their phone already? Give me a break. They're sending pictures of their own penises to people. He claimed that Karaskila knew that if she blamed the Michelangelo photo for uh, her resignation, the mainstream media would twist it and wouldn't report the truth. So, uh, the school board chair, Barney Bishop, is using that term mainstream media. And anyone who uses the term mainstream media is a right-wing lunatic. Okay? If you are in a discussion with someone and someone says mainstream media, walk away. Just leave it. A public tuition-free lottery-based charter school, the facility opened its doors in 2020 to the Tallahassee community 
Uh, all right, details we don't care about. The school is affiliated with Hillsdale College. What? A conservative Christian college and follows its curriculum. There's no way that that could be affiliated with Hillsdale College in, in West Michigan, Southwest Michigan, right? It can't be the same place. Karaskila was the school's third principal since it opened its doors. They've all been open since 2020 and they've got, they've gone through three principals. Uh, Florida is kind of a fucked up place. The uh, parental rights and education bill gives parents more control over what their children learn at school. Boy, I, I, I would not want that. I mean, just out of, um, as a parent, I don't give a shit. I'm like, I trust the teachers to teach them what they should learn. Let these people do their jobs. For God's sake. A recent bill banned Florida schools from teaching about menstruation. A house panel backed partisan school board races. And schools need a valid media specialist to review books. Then, of course, there's don't say gay. Tallahassee Classical School said the school, quote, has always shared David with our scholars and will continue to do so in a statement on their Facebook page. Well, you see, here's the problem. You share that with some of these uh, uh, MAGA sixth graders whose parents are lunatics, and they're liable to walk up to that statue and put their mouths on the good parts. That's the concern. Um, you're supposed to apparently say, yeah, we're about to show a picture of a penis and tell the parents we will follow our policy and notify our parents in advance so they can make their own decision. If it is age appropriate for their child. Can you imagine uh, you're, you're at home and you get, Hey, uh, you get a note from school. Yeah. We're about to show your kid a picture, a, a sculpture of Michelangelo's David. And you have to vote whether or not your kid can see the penis. Jesus. Tallahassee classical school protocol states the administration must notify parents before children are shown any lesson plans that could be controversial. Bishop told CBS news boy, you know, uh, it says our teachers show photos of David every year and letters are always sent this year. However, a letter was not sent out. Bishop said, adding that 97% of parents agreed to the lesson and the ones who didn't were entitled to have that opinion. So 97% of them said, it's no problem. Let my kids see penis. We're the ones that say, oh no, I don't want my sixth grader to see a penis. Of all of the organs on the human body, it's the most important. What is the big concern about a penis? What, what are you so worried about? You gotta, you gotta loosen the reins a little bit. Jesus. My God. I mean, that's the one that the boys are going to know, uh, uh, most intimately. And the girls will know those intimately later on down the road. 
absolutely ridiculous. NW980 says that Hillsdale College is the, the one that they mentioned is the one that's not that far from where I sit right now. There are tons of articles how Hillsdale is infiltrating Florida. Yeah, that's like birds of a feather, I guess. They know that they are um, uh, the right people. The The right audience in Florida is for um, is Hillsdale College, which is a right-wing wacko school. In fact, that entire county of Michigan, I think it's a county. Oh, God. These people are psychopaths. Cole says this was literally a Simpson episode from the early 90s. Tyler says one angry mom called the school and told the principal to go suck a big black dick because she knows he wants to. Go suck a big black dick because I know he wants to. By the way, with every swear word I say, I'm like, ah, God. I don't care, uh, but I uh, believe it or not, I was approached by a radio station. Had a conversation with someone. They said, we want you to do mornings. I said, I might. There's a couple of things that have to happen. Let's get these out of the way first. This is a five-minute phone call. I go, I can't do it. I have to do it here. I don't want to go anywhere. I got to take care of my dogs. Got to help my brother-in-law. And this is what I want to do. Are you interested in that? We got past that that hurdle. They said, no problem. Well, they said, we're going to look into it. I said, the other problem is I do a podcast and I'm still going to do the podcast. And I swear like an asshole on that podcast. That's okay. All right. So in the back of my mind, I'm like, uh, maybe I'm going to scare him away, but I don't think so. I said, you can only use it to your advantage. I said, if I'm on the radio, I'm not going to discuss the podcast. They won't even know. But I will discuss the radio station with the podcast audience. And I'll be encouraging them to listen to the radio. So I I can't even put a percentage on odds that it'll happen. And I can tell you nothing more than that. But there is a possibility that at some time in the future, I'll be doing morning radio from here. Ryan says, I'll help you produce this new pile of shit. And then uh, I will finish up the radio show and then do the podcast. So you'll be getting the show a little bit later than what you're used to. If this works out. And I'm not, that's a big if. There's a lot of things that have to happen. In fact, these people probably aren't even interested anymore after this show today. Cole says you need to do afternoon drive so the podcast stays in the morning. I would stay in the morning. Just be a little later than what you're used to. An hour or two. Uh, a couple comments. You could get any random Joe to co-host with you. Nah. Yeah, well, I could, but not the one Joe. That's the one thing that couldn't happen. Besides, he's become an athletic enthusiast now or something like that. 
All right. Thank you, Sarah Honda Granville. S-E-R-R-A. SarahHondaGranville.com. Uh, check out their selection of certified pre-owned vehicles. The largest selection in the entire state of Michigan. Or test drive a brand new Honda today. All new redesigned for 2023 Accords. All new redesigned for 2023 Pilots. Check them out at Sarah Honda Granville. Test drive one today. They are on Kennewa Avenue. uh, Right next to the Cracker Barrel. North of 44th Street. Sarah Honda Granville. You can see them right from uh, 196. (coughs) Excuse me. As always, thank you to the Kent County Health Department. Online, accesskent.com slash health. Their phone number is 616-632-7200. If you need any help with the WIC program, for you or someone you know or love, take advantage of that with the Kent County Health Department. Our paintball event comes up April 30th at TC Paintball. Let me know if you're attending RSVP just about a month away. We've had to move this one a couple of times, but we are set April 30th paintball war number 22 at TC paintball and book your own party. If you want to schedule one, just reach out to them. Go to their website, tcpaintballgr.com and book an event today. You got a call, but the web's the phone number is right on the website. Fully stocked pro shop. They'll help you with everything you need at TC Paintball. Several people sent me this one of the Florida State Representative. The Florida House Civil Justice Subcommittee. Representative Will Robinson Jr. Lost in Space reference. Read a list of names into the record. not exactly sure what the rest of the context is and i'm not even sure if this representative republican will robinson jr was aware of what was happening at the time audio check video check waves in opposition anita dick is an opponent. Waves in opposition. Holden Hiscock is also an opponent. Waves. Yeah, that's right. Anita Dick is in opposition. Waves in opposition. Anita Dick is an and then opponent. Holden Hiscock. Waves in opposition. Holden Hiscock is also an opponent. Waves in opposition. Okay, now, you know what is interesting is all my years of doing PA pranks, I don't think I ever did Holden Hiscock. That is fantastic. I kind of was hoping he would continue with, you know, Toddler Fondler, Bud Vugger, and uh, I Love Vanal. I look back on those and I still can't believe we were successful in getting names like Bud Vugger, 
I love vinyl. Uh, and Toddler Fondler. Those are three of the all-time greats. Eaton Stool. We did the old classics, too. I was able to get Haywood Jablomi, uh, Craven Moorhead. Oh, my God. Fantastic. NW980 says, what's your favorite? I don't know. I have no idea. My buddy Tony Magoo uh, sent me a bunch, sent me some audio of some uh, some old clips. I wonder if I have an old PA prank anywhere near. No, I don't. We'll have to feature. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, maybe I can get this one here. I'll save it for the. Uh, I'll save it for the uh, uh, Patreon. I have a PA prank that I'll uh, feature feature on the Patreon that I did when I was on the air in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. It was uh, me and Tony Magoo, who lives somewhere in South Carolina now, and my pal Billy Kidd, the uh, the late, great, may he rest in peace, Billy Kidd. That's when I started doing PA pranks. And then uh, kept doing them for years on the Free Beer and Hot Wings show. Eventually, eventually, the bit ran its course, and that was it. Those were Those were fun days, to be sure. Uh, Josh says, last name Gulges, first name Igar, uh, was a classic. Igar Gulges. God dang it. And then uh, three-word name, first name Amanda, middle name Ray, last name Paninfant. God, that's terrible. Holy shit. A few of those. That was before Steve started with the show. Steve would be in New Jersey and we would drop heavy duty bombs like that and he'd dump them. He, he's like, we can't do that. It's, it's too much. That's called crossing the line. That's what wins. And in some cases, you can make a career out of crossing the line and then don't cross the line ever again, and everybody still listens, which is what's happening right now with the Free Parent Howling Show. Audience is at an all-time high, and complaints are at an all-time high. How? I don't know. All right. Uh, let's see. Where do I want to go now? Oh, this Mississippi news anchor... Just got fired, and uh, I didn't. I didn't know why. Um, I, I I couldn't figure it out. What what happened here? But this this lady is uh, promoting. Uh, I think they did an interview with Snoop Dogg or something like that, and then afterwards they were doing like happy chat and talking amongst themselves. Snoop, <coughs> excuse me, was on the show, or they were promoting 
a new product by Snoop. I think it's wine. And then this happened. Tell me if you can figure out the problem with this. Up with. I think that'd be pretty cool. Well, we know it. She'd have a Snoop Dogg tattoo on her shoulder. A shizzle, my nizzle. <laughs> I'm telling you. Julie, what do you think about that? Huh. Huh, she says. <laughs> well, get this. Okay, I think the black guy is aware that there's a problem. If you keep your eye on the black guy when she says what she says, I think he realizes his eyebrow raises. I'm up with. I think that'd be pretty cool. Well, we know it. She'd have a Snoop Dogg tattoo on her shoulder. A shizzle, my nizzle. <laughs> I'm telling you, Julie. What do you think about that? You see, is it's kind of like he raised an eyebrow. Huh? huh she says. <laughs> and now he's like, uh. She got fired for that. And uh, I, you know. I don't think she should be fired. Is anybody in the audience aware of the problem with what she just said? Because I I didn't even know this. She says faux shizzle, which is something everybody's heard uh, Snoop say before. And then she uh, says... I'm just going to say it. My nizzle. I had no idea that that was a problem. And, uh, she said it and they, they fired her. And, uh, I had to read into the article to figure out what the fuck was going on. I was like, why, why did they, why did they fire her? Mississippi morning news anchor, anchor Barbie Bassett or Barbie Bassett appears to have been fired for saying that. While joking around with the co-anchors on WLBT, they were joking about Snoop Dogg collaborating with the TV station during a segment about his latest business venture. Snoop Cali Blanc, his fourth California wine. Catchphrase was uh, popularized by Snoop. Nizzle is slang for the N-word. I did not know that. They wiped her out. She was... They no longer listed on the station's website. She removed any, they removed any mention of WLBT. She removed it from her Facebook page. Uh, as I'm sure you can understand, WLBT is unable to comment on personnel matters. Bassett was defended by prominent black radio host, Charlemagne, the God. Now, if you've got Charlemagne, the God in your corner, in my opinion, that's that's saying something. I mean, because, you know, he is, uh, you know, he speaks for a lot of black people. And he said on social media, she might not even know what nizzle means, yo. Come on. Like, stop. That's not a reason to fire that woman. Well, I mean, she better not know what that means. That's the only way she could salvage it. If she didn't know what that meant, then you're probably going to get fucking fired. She previously drew controversy for referencing a black reporter's grandmammy during an October 2022 segment. Bassett apologized for the offensive remark 
and to the reporter to whom it was addressed, these all seem like uh, just things that, I mean, I can't, I don't know. I, I, I think that this is another example of maybe just a little bit too aggressive on this deal, on both of these. Maybe that's what, I didn't even know that he, uh, that grandmammy was offensive. This was the first meteorologist in the network's history and worked as a news anchor for multiple shows on the network. Uh, she's been at a long history there. Now she's out. Nate says nizzle. Is that the same as that running injury? You hate to say, uh, no, but close, uh, the running, the term for the running injury is, uh, worse, a lot worse. You would replace the Z's with G's. The two Z's, picture G's there. That's that's the word that Joe Morin says. Oh, yeah, I got a little, and he says it. And I'm like, that's really a problem. Rhymes with wiggle. Thank you. And he goes, why? I go, because it's it's, it's so close. It's 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 like it. You're actually saying it. No, it's not. All runners say it. I go, well, that's a, that you're rolling the dice. That's a bad, that's a bad thing. Uh, Stevie says, Zane, stop saying it. Saying, well, I haven't said it. Don't look at me. I didn't do it once. What did I say? You say that I can't say the N-I-Z-Z-L-E. I can't say that. Okay. All right. Cole says all runners are racist. Everyone knows that. Well, he is kind of like from a racist community. I didn't do shit. So I know I'm not going to get kicked off Twitch. I didn't say anything wrong. I'm reporting the news. Everybody knows there's not a racist bone in my body unless if I'm cracking a great joke. Come on now. Speaking of that, I don't know if you saw the story. There was a um, an article that was written um, about digital blackface. So what this, the, um, the thought is here is that when white people post a meme of like, who is, there's one of the guy, the rapper, and he's got the solo cup and he kind of goes like, uh, oh no, he raises an eyebrow and walks away. Or, uh, if you have any. If you post any meme that is a black person doing something like uh, sweet brown, ain't nobody got time for that. I got bronchitis. And you're a white person and you use that. You are a racist. 
thank you to Josh for sending this along. I wrote, oh man, just another thing to be careful of. Josh says, fuck that. This is too far. What's digital blackface? Why is it wrong when white people use it? It's a whole article. Jimmy says, if you're white, you're a racist. I kind of see their point. I mean, I know it's fun to post those memes. And does it count when you do Michael Jackson eating the popcorn? Uh, These expressions are racialized reactions. Uh, Lauren Michelle Jackson is an author and a cultural critic. She wrote an essay for Teen Vogue. That was a basis for all this, and now everybody's running with it. Jackson offers a guide to define digital blackface. She says it includes displays of emotion stereotyped as excessive. So happy, so sassy, so ghetto, so loud. Our dial is on 10 all the time. Rarely are black characters afforded subtle traits or feelings, is what she says. Many white people choose images of black people when it comes to exaggerated emotions on social media. A burden that black people didn't ask for, she says. We are your sass. We are your nonchalance, your fury, your delight, your annoyance, your happy dance, your diva, your shade, your yes moments. The weight of reaction jiffing period rests on our shoulders. I'll link this up and you can read it and you can sit there and disagree with it all you want. But I, I kind of get it. I mean, I don't use these things. I, I rarely even, you know, use a, uh, a GIF ever. But uh, there was one thing. Oh, God, if I forgot. It says, if you find yourself always reaching for a black face to release your inner sass monster... Maybe consider going the extra country mile and pick this nice Taylor Swift GIF instead. Now, I imagine uh, all of you racists are going to be like, ah, bullshit. It says, uh, no digital behavior exists in a deracialized vacuum. A white person can spread digital blackface without malicious intent. Digital blackface does not describe intent, but an act. The act of inhabiting a black persona, she adds. Employing a digital technology to co-opt a perceived cash or black cool, too, invites play-acting blackness in a minstrel-like tradition. I don't think I've ever read an article that's more spot on than this i know josh is gonna have a heart attack who sent it to me says no way you're not stealing my black memes now there is a quote from one person in here um elizabeth halford 
is a brand designer who wrote an apologetic essay in 2020 about how she made a meme out of um, somebody. Oh, about, um, uh, what do you call it? Sweet Brown. Ain't nobody got time for that. And sent someone a gif of the singer Beyonce repeating, I'm not bossy, I'm the boss. Halford wrote, I've engaged in digital blackface and I've laughed at people of color on the news facing a horrifying crime and disaster and loss because Sweet Brown, like her, her house burnt down. And so it became a joke. Halford, who I think is white, says she refrains from using any black memes these days. Uh, and then she, when she, because of that, she runs into another problem. Uh, the black ones are most effective because white people are so boring, she says. Now, I hope that that chick, Elizabeth Halford, is white for her sake. Yes, she's as white as hell. She's as white as white bread. What do you all think about digital blackface? Maureen says, I hadn't thought of it like that before, but I get what she's saying. Yeah, you know why you say that? Because you're absorbing the information, you're listening. And in your brain, you're making a decision. You're consciously uh, mulling it over. And then you're like, yeah, okay. I I, I actually get it. And I don't know how any of you don't. Like I know Nate, he's kind of a hillbilly. He writes, oh, for fuck's sake, people can just piss off. Jimmy takes it to the extreme and says, if you're white, you're a racist. That's not true at all. Come on now. I don't know how you guys can listen to that and, and not think that she has a good point. I think she's making a wonderful point. You're using digital blackface when you're putting the uh, sweet brown on your feet. Ain't nobody got time for that. Now I'll say this. That doesn't make you a racist at all, but it's another thing to be aware of. You know, we are uh, constantly on this show learning and becoming better all the time. This is part of the growth of you and I, we are aware we're mindful, you know, I mean, what's wrong with that? I have just made you smarter than you've ever been before by by presenting this article to you. Okay? And you're so lucky to have me. So I'll link that up and you all can read it on your own. I don't know how you argue that. She makes a great point. All right. Uh, So there you go. News anchor fired for saying the N-word. No one understands why. I on that one though, I don't I don't think she should have been fired. Um unless if she says, "Yeah, I'm I'm aware of what it what it's all about." When you've got the support of Charlemagne the God, that's 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 going a long way in my book. Uh okay. 
today. Uh, I'll see you at Bosco's Pub, boscospub.com. Check them out in uh, Hudsonville, Michigan, part of Terrace Square. Come see me today and I will make you dinner. Dinner service starts at four. I like to walk through uh, and see who I'm making food for in the lobby. And if you get there, say, hey, Eric Zane sent me, so I will come out and see you myself. I'll recommend something for you to eat. Uh, Thank you to Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. If you're looking for uh, any type of flooring in your home and you are in West Michigan, it is worth the trip to Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet where Kent dropped the E at a U works. Okay, he runs the discount outlet. They have an unbelievable variety and uh, inventory and selection of the best-selling brands on display. Now, this is a warehouse. This is not the prettiest flower. Big, ugly, beige building. Small red sign. Pull in there with your truck, your minivan, whatever. I don't care if you walk at home. Get your flooring and get out of there. Uh, They get it for a lot cheaper than anybody else because they buy it by the uh, 53-foot trailer full and then put it on display and keep it there till it's all gone. Any type of flooring you can imagine they have. Any type of carpet, any type of vinyl plank, uh, a tile, ceramic, wood. They got it all at the discount outlet. It's already the lowest price for flooring in the entire state. Add my name onto it and you take an additional 10% off. Thank you, Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. It's time to start thinking about getting an in-ground pool. Make your backyard an absolute oasis this summer. It's going to be 100 degrees out before you know, and everybody wants to go swimming in a pool. You're looking at your neighbor like, oh, shit, man, I suck. I didn't get a pool installed. Do it. Reach out to Jenison Pool and Spa Depot. They're the only uh, installers in the state right now that aren't backed up for sure in the area. Um, You call anybody else in this area, West Michigan, you're going to wait two years. Not Jenison Pool and Spa Depot because they just added two new work crews. 616-457-0500. Call there. Say, Eric Zane sent me. uh, And then you're going to have your in-store consultation about how this works. 616-457-0500. And batting last in the lineup today, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. 616-532-6600. The Authority Car Repairs in West Michigan. Thank you to them. 616-532-6600. They've got free loaner cars, early bird pickup, late bird, uh, wait a minute, early bird drop off, late bird pickup. The asshole of the day brought to you by TC Paintball. Let's see. Final update on the mattress. Waco Doc. Hilarity at Bosco's. O'Neill and Daisy at another bacon party. The NCAA tournament. Incredible. Eric Zane Show podcast. Slaughter the Turks Tuscan Salmon. I know the asshole today.
Women's college basketball player Jamira shoots. Yes, it's going to build up a lot of attention to the game, but you got to be the asshole today on that one. We got to keep it real on the asshole today. Jamira shoots for punch uh, from uh, uh, Memphis for punching the chick from Bowling Green right in the kisser. My God, that's going to do it for the Eric Saint Joe podcast. For Benny, the one-eyed wonder dog. Bruce, Daisy, and O'Neill, I want to thank you for being part of this show. We'll talk to you on Patreon. Have a good one, folks. Thank you, and bye-bye.